Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Virgo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. And joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find me on Twitter at League Freak. How are you going there, mate? I'm going really well. How are you? I'm doing splendid. That's good. It's uh, proper off-season now, like we're deep into it. So the the news is slowing down, but we're not. We're not. Now, we had a... Uh... A brief six-day hiatus. Yeah. Um, every, every single day, too, it was like, let's jump on tonight. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Like, it just didn't work out. <laughs> the stars were just not aligning. No. Nah, sometimes they've got to align. Yeah. But that just means that um, there will probably be about six episodes over the next two or three days. Yeah. So brace yourselves, people. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what we're like. We're exactly like a couple of gamblers with full pockets, and we're ready to blow our wad. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing our wad. Um, plenty of news. This is going to be a big news episode and big yeah. chat. Um, big news though. Starting off top of the. Uh, top of the uh, pile here is all these new rules that have been brought in and they're discussing. Yeah, I know that when I watch rugby league, I don't like what I see and I want it changed every single off. Oh, wait, no, that's not what I want. Um, well, the people that run this game think that they earn their pay packet by fucking with the game. That's what it really is. Yeah. Um, I've got one change that I'd like to see implemented for the NRL in 2020 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Grey Matters looks to be sacked. I'd like that as well. I think I'd be fine with the game if that happened. Yeah, just get rid of him. You know when we were doing the um, history episode and we were talking about the referee, a referee being in charge of the referees, I, why can't we go back to that? It was a novel situation, wasn't it? Yeah. And not and only I've was he in no charge problems. of referees, but he was supporting them as well. Yeah. And he was one of them. Yes. And they really they really flourished under it under it and everybody really liked him. Yes. It, it's it's from a different time. True. <laughs> now we need a committee to set up another committee to work out who's gonna be the head of the committee that will run the referees. That's how the NRL seems to work now. Yeah. It is, it is. So let's have a look at these rules. Mm-hmm. Um, first up, the twenty forty rule. So if you kick the ball from inside your own 20 and it finds touch past the opponent's 40-metre line, um, you'll get the loose head and feed just like you do with the 40-20. The 40-20 remains as well. So this is another rule whereby immensely good defence gets punished. Yeah, and, like, I think... The thing I've been thinking about this for the last few days. The thing about the forty twenty rule is that it if you've got a really good kicker and he can catch out the defense and you've got you've been inside your own half and you've got into a fairly nice decent field position and you can kick a forty twenty, that's like a positive. You've done yeah. something positive and the advantage is that you get another set of six as a result. Doing a twenty forty rule is like if you're in a dire situation and you haven't been able to get out of it, you might be able to jag a 2040 somehow 
And it just feels like it would be a desperation move that is more luck than anything. Yeah. I think I think this is going to be a rule that's going to be the start of more similar rules. And, you know, we might start seeing the 10-20 rule. 50-10. 50-10. You have the 20-30, the 30-40, the 30-50, the 30-60. Just have them all, everyone. So you know, if you yeah. just if you find touch, you just get the loose head and feet. And until we have some some sticks on the sideline, mark no doubt, all of these are judgment calls, which are really fifty fifty. Exactly. Instead of having scrums, you could just line up the attack and defence, all the forwards in one long line, and just have them like a meter apart from one another. Hmm. Hmm. Um, in other words, I think this is a fucking stupid rule. So do I. It it doesn't add anything to the game. Like, it's, who's ever watching rugby league? Who's ever watching a team that can't get out of their own 20-meter thing and think, man, I wish there was a way they could kick themselves out of trouble here because they really deserve it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, no, no reward for good defense here. And the other and, thing is, too, it's like it's a running game. Rugby league is a running and passing game. Why are we starting to bring in rules to encourage kicking over the sideline. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, that's why we started moving away from scrums and, you know, we had, we've had we had a good, very fast, brilliant game because of it. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, let's have more scrums. Yeah, well, let's make it so why? that if someone kicks it out over the sideline, we've got to pull out a freaking abacus to work out what we're supposed to do next. And that's that leads on to the next rule mm-hmm. where... The attacking team, when they get a scrum, or the team that's got the loose head and feed, um, which is a stupid term anyway because it doesn't doesn't exist anymore, the mm-hmm. loose head, um, mm-hmm. they get to choose whether the scrum gets set. Was it 10 metres, 25 metres, or in the middle of the field along the line where the scrum's to be set? And they've got five seconds to inform the referee of that decision. Which means if... If an entire defensive side is they've just shut down a play over near, or they've tried to shut down a play that's over near one sideline, the team with the loose head and feed says, let's have the scrum in the middle of the field real quick, and the opposition team can't get there. Bang, there's a penalty and another kick. Yeah. Why are we, why are we turning the game into rugby union? But the thing is, like, has anybody watched the scrums in rugby league and thought to themselves, you know what, we need to make this more complicated? We need to add more layers to this so that instead of the ball just being fed and it spits out the back and we get on with playing footy, we need to fuck around here. We need to do something that makes this a pain in the ass to deal with. I don't understand why they're doing these rules. It's it's absurd. No one has asked for this. No one. It makes no sense. No. And again, it's all advantage to the team who gets the ball. And so... What we're doing here is we're just I'll, I'll, I'm going to say it, okay. Mm. What we're going to get here, okay, is if, because we've got so many rules coming in which are all about enhancing and helping the attacking team, it means that defensive sides are now going to employ more tactics to slow down the ruck. And there's yep. not one of these single rules that's come in is designed about cleaning up the ruck. It's about, essentially, 
it's going to make the ruck worse. We're going to get more grapples. We're going to get more tackles, more wrestling and stuff like that on the ground. It's going to get ugly to watch. And the other thing is, too, none of these rules address the, the biggest problem we probably had in terms of time this year on the field, and that is players who would hit the deck, we'd have, you know, they'd be triaged on the field, and then they'd get up and run back into position and they were fine. Meanwhile, we'd spent two minutes of just nothing happening. That was the biggest problem with time wastage in 2019, and none of these rules address that. So I'm looking at this like, if you say the opposition team wants to do a scrum that's not in an area you're happy with, you just go down with fake injury. Yeah, but now this is just this is a problem. Is all of these ideas are brought in here, uh, pro the attacking team, and for the most part, they slow the game down. Yep. And it has, like, rugby league attacking is fine. It's not like we're seeing scores of, like, two points to four or anything like that. Teams are able to rack up big score lines. I don't understand why anybody would look at rugby league and say that the attack is a problem. And this is it. And when the games are close, why would you risk changing that to making them fucking lopsided? Yeah, I mean, even the competition's close. Like... When you consider the talent that was on the the Gold Coast Titans this year, like they've got a side that is talented enough to definitely be in the top eight if they put in. And if they put in next year, they could definitely be a top eight team. It's not talent that's that's changing where these teams are. It's either really poor off-field management, as we saw in the Bulldogs, and they're still getting over that, um, or it's just teams not playing well. Just generally, it's not a talent thing. This is a really even competition. I, to messing with it too much is a, a really bad idea. I fully agree. Fully agree. Um, so, the next rule is what they call the mutual infringement rule, or as I'd like to call it, the 2019 grand final rule. <laughs> um, this is where if... Yeah, you know, essentially, if a trainer's on the field and the ball strikes the trainer and impacts play, then I can't remember what the rules, but it's mostly to do with things like that, um, or anything that's unforeseen that happens. So it could even, I suppose, it could even be um, a ball boy or a touchy or something like gets gets struck by the ball before it gets to the finish what it's doing or whatever. Um, I suppose it's it's a common sense rule. I don't think they need to make a song and dance about it. Should have been in place a long time ago. Because instead of the ball being whatever the stupid rule was at the time, just just play the play the ball again. The thing is though, I do see where you could you could make this an issue. It depends what they call a, a mutual infringe, infringement. So if that means a player running into a referee instead of being able to make a tackle. Is that a mutual infringement? Because if it is, because if it is, man, I'm lining up the referee if I can't, <laughs> if I can't get to an attacker. And I'm get, he's getting in my way, by accident, of course, and we're going back to a previous play the ball so that he can't make a break. Yeah. It's... Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too up in arms over this one. Mm. Um, it just seems like something that they could have put this in mid-season or, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, 
Now, this one is to align with the international rules, and that is no tackling of any player midair. And at first thought, it looks sensible because, you know, it's all about player safety and well-being. But then there was a video that's been circulated around which showed a try that was scored in the Super League, possibly last uh, this season or maybe last season, where yeah, a kick to the corner to a winger, the winger jumps up, he takes the catch, um, the defender pushes the winger, doesn't tackle him, he just puts a hand on him and gives him a gentle push and doesn't have any impact whatsoever on the on the winger. He catches the ball, he scores a try. The referee then says, oh, he's touched the player in the air, that's an eight-point try. And that is ridiculous. Yeah, completely ridiculous. The other thing is, I didn't see any problems with the current law. Um, it was fine. Yeah, I, and it was funny because <clears throat> the different dynamics of being a defender and defusing a bomb and being an attacker and defusing a bomb, it it made for different situations where the attacking player, I mean, how often did you ever see an attacking player get put in a dangerous position where, like outside of a defender undercutting somebody, where it's going to be dangerous, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like the And the thing about this one that worries me is now you've got to wait for the player to grab the ball, drop to the great, like have his feet on the ground, and then you can tackle him and stop him from scoring a try. That just seems a bit weird to me. Of course it does. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> um, man, we're flying through. We're shutting this shit down real hard. <laughs> so far, it's a no on almost everything. He's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Um, next one is a challenge system for general play. So if there's something goes on, the players don't like it, then they can ask the ref to review it. And I know there's a lot of people who think this is a good idea. I think it's, I think it's a disgraceful idea mm. because it means that now the referee can be questioned and can be forced to change his mind based on what a player wants. And I think that devalues what the referee does on the field even more. And I hate this. And the other thing is too, and they haven't finalised how it's going to work. They're going to do that in February because, you know, it's going to take two months to work this out apparently. But uh, I don't like. If you look at the NBA, right? The NBA has brought in a challenge system where a coach can look at something that's happened in a game and challenge it. And it is another layer upon referees generally being able to just double check a call that they've made. And it's not working. It's just slowing plays down. Uh, the challenges have very rarely worked in the the favour of the coaches that have made them. And it's just more game stoppage time. And I thought we were supposed to be getting rid of game stoppage time. And they, here they are bringing in more, another challenge system. And you've just got to look at when a team is working out whether to take a tap or go for the two points, how long that takes to work out sometimes. You know, it's just going to slow the game down more. That's right. And I think we're about to find out that perhaps slowing the game down is the actual end goal here. Because mm. Peter Vlandis has put forward the proposal that perhaps the game should be played in quarters instead of halves, so that we've got more time to put advertising up on TV. And Which is so dumb. It's such I, a dumb idea. I, 
abhor this idea. This is the dumbest thing I've heard. Until Mal Meninga came out and said, oh, we should have three 30-minute thirds. Fuck off, Mal. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, that's just tossing it up. Like, oh. I feel as though... I wouldn't be shocked if Mal Meninga said it tongue-in-cheek and, and they all looked at and went, you know what, Mal? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. They're writing it down. I don't know. It's, it's just a dumb idea. I love what Mal's done for the Australian test team. Mm-hmm. He's got them, you know, respecting the jumper, playing for the jumper. He's teaching them about the history of the game. All of that is absolutely spot on perfect. I love that he does that. This is docile. Yeah, it really is. And any game that is played under quarters because of extreme heat, it's badly affected by it. Um and I, I mean, it's rugby league. It's the sport. If these TV channels don't want the millions of people that already tune in to watch rugby league, they're more than welcome to not bid on it because there's other channels that will. And they'll take the, what was it, the top uh, four most watched programs in Australia this year were rugby league games. Uh, you know, don't, don't show it. Let someone else show it. Cause, because rugby league is a sport that's been around for well over 100 years. It's been played over 40-minute halves. And it's, you know, if some dickhead TV executive wants to shove more ads in, fuck them. Exactly. Um, Speaking of these TV people, Mm -hmm. Ray Hadley is coming back to Channel 9. Yeah, that was a weird one. Hey, he was, uh, he's a very, very good radio commentator. But when he was doing the TV commentary, it was really bad. It was kind of shocking how bad he was at it. Um, so I wonder why they went back to him again. He's abrasive. Mm-hmm. He's very heavily opinionated. Mm-hmm. He seems to have no charisma um, and no um, no real feel for his co-commentators. Mm. He's he's an atrocious option, and you'll see. There's been a lot of people out there who have suggested oh, maybe Nine's doing this to try and make sure that they lose more viewers, so they can push down the you know what the asking price for the the next broadcasting deal would be. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to tweet this thought. No, I'm going to save it for here because. If that is the case, and let's run with the idea that that is the case, mm-hmm. rugby league fans everywhere should tune into every single game of football that's on Channel 9. You don't have to listen to it. Just turn it on your TV and make sure it's on so that the ratings for the NRL on 9 go through the roof and then they have to pay top dollar to keep the rights and they have to keep Ray Hadley. And then for the three years after that, you don't watch them at all. That would be Troll. Great. Troll Channel 9 hard. I'd like to see Ray Hadley used as often as possible by Channel 9 because I don't really listen to their commentary anyway. Anytime I do, I get so infuriated by it that I basically have to tell myself out loud to stop arguing with the TV. Um, It's a really bad habit I get into. I'd like to see Ray Hadley doing the morning show with Carl Stefanovic because I think that'll be great for ratings too. That would be good, actually. I reckon he'd be really good at that. On you know, Carl, Carl could go on there, you know, say, how's it going, Ray? Carl could talk about his upgrade. 
Because he's, I mean, he'd have to be getting an upgraded contract, surely. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, these TV people are getting upgraded contract. What is this? Scott Cam? Scott Cam now gets 345 grand a year to be a tradie. I mean, he's yeah. already doing it. He's already the most overpaid tradie of Australia. I know. He just says to people, oh, I've got to pay for your tradie. That's it. 300 yeah. something grand. Fantastic job. Put that in the bank. Yeah. What a lot of garbage. Um, <laughs> now, while we're still on nine, mm-hmm. there was an article which came out today. Yeah. And this article was saying that essentially that Todd Greenberg censored some seemingly racist or racism accusation comments by Latrell Mitchell in an interview that Latrell had on the NRL website. Mm-hmm. So I went and watched the video of that actual interview and nothing's been censored. The comments that Latrell made, which were apparently censored out, were still in there. So I was then told, and this is quite probably quite accurate actually, that the, the comments were removed from the actual written article, not from the video. But yeah. I immediately thought, what's the point of that? Yeah. So it's almost like Channel 9 is trying to create a conspiracy against Todd Greenberg. I think there's plenty of things people have a go at him about. You don't need to make up horse shit like this. Yeah, like, I mean, it's the only Wild World of Sports article I've seen posted anywhere for a long time, which probably says a lot. That's the first thing. Like, who goes there to get any sport news? Like, it's the last place I'd go for sport news, Wild World of Sports. Well, as we're finding right here, that's where we go for content to, to rip and shit on. <laughs> exactly. Well, I saw it. I actually saw an article, I think it was today, that was posted that was about how uh, Sydney should never have got the Olympics because if there could have been bushfires around Sydney, then they wouldn't have shouldn't have had the Olympics. It's like, what the fuck is this? That was in the Sydney Morning Herald, which is owned by Channel 9. So, you know, I mean, what can you say about the journalists these days? They're absolutely terrible at their jobs and they're all like it's like watching a real dumbed down version remember that show um uh what was it called entertainment tonight do you remember entertainment tonight it's like that but a dumb version and they cover everything that's (laughs) what the media is like in australia now yes that's exactly right um speaking of the media Mm mm-hmm Sam Burgess. Oh, is he all right? Oh, so Did he get over that four-day four fling that he had with that girl? Wow. Did you see that? <laughs> there was, I'm pretty sure there was an article, it may not be online anymore, yeah. where um, Sam Burgess scratched his right nut for about two minutes. <laughs> um, there was photos, there were 37 photos taken on, you know, time-lapse photography, and he was taken through a from a fucking pot plant 37 kilometres away. Mm. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a pretty good dig down there on that nut. Nice. Um, but aside from that, his retirement has been okayed by the NRL, which means his salary as a player has been wiped from the Bunnies' salary cap. million bucks. It's not a bad not a bad season for the Bunnies. They've had about a million bucks wiped out from... Uh, Greg Inglis has contracted mm. now a million bucks from Sam Burgess. I mean, they're on something here. Yeah. I wonder if they've gone around to all of their star players and just hit them in the back of the knees with a tire iron. <laughs> Will we get to a point where we have, like, a, a spate of Nancy Kerrigan issues in the <laughs> NRL? 
That's what it'll be called. It'll be Kerrigan. Yeah, Car- you've been Kerrigan. That's what we should say. Burgess has <laughs> been Kerrigan. Oh, that would be great. Sorry, Sam. We've got a bit of cap pressure. Bang! Oh, fuck. Yep, that's it. You've been Kerrigan. Oh, he's done his MCL, his ACL, and his fucking career's over. It'd be great. Maybe he I should... Hospital and he walks out of the hospital and says, oh, it's okay. I can keep playing. Yeah. Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it in the front this time. <laughs> they go in. You get these players going in, and then they, the doctors say, you know what? There's some bad bruising, but it's fine. And the players are like, nah, seriously. Don't make them do it again. <laughs> Once is enough. No more, no more. <laughs> yeah, clubs like to start, instead of having trainers and they've got this allocation for trainers, they then start having an allocation for, you know, kneecappers. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, and they're all from our Druid. <laughs> just dudes from Mount Druitt. It's like they find they get scouted at Mount Druitt Station. And they're, they're rather industrious because they don't use tie rides. They'll use any old fucking thing they can find. Yeah, anything at all. Old guideposts like, from the side of the road. Yeah, those Where? yellow bikes that they had filling the rivers. Those things. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. I'm looking um, forward to uh, the movie that comes out in about 20 years' time called I Sam. <laughs> Instead of I, Tonya. I think that's going to be absolutely... Who would play Sam Burgess? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, who would play Sam Burgess? <laughs> I feel like anything I say will be taken the wrong way. Yeah, it may, go, it may not go down well. Gonna... The next, next question is going, who's going to play Buzz? <laughs> who could play Buzz? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we should put this movie together, hey? Maybe this we should could, produce this movie. I think we need to do something like this. Sell it to Netflix. <laughs> Make this work. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. As long as Georgie <laughs> Parker's in it, because she's in everything else. Yeah, oh, that, that's a given. Yeah, yeah. She can be She can be the kneecapper. Yeah. Imagine her as like some sort of like like Westy gangster. She'd love to play that role, I bet. If you said to her, look, you've got to play some... Westy Bogan, gangster kneecapper. I bet she'd love it. Yeah, constantly have a durry and a Woodstock in your hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of tats. Oh yeah, gotta have lots of tats. Uh, she has to have a face like she's never been told to use moisturizer. Um, what else? And and has to look like, you know. After you've smoked for about thirty years and you get that tan, that tanned look, and when I say tanned, I mean like tanned, like hide look. You need yeah, that, like, like an, that weathered, hard weather, like like Paul Crawley's face, like like the uh, <laughs> like the uh, fake leather um, seats that were in the back of an old Datsun, the yeah. tanned ones, a face yeah. that looks like that, yeah, like, like crinkled, fucked up. Yeah, poor Crawley's face. Yeah. Poor Crawley's face with the tan. Yeah. We're like, how's it got the seams there? That's not right. Yeah. Where'd the, where'd the stitches come from? Yeah. Um. So with, with Burgess likely to leave, or, you know, with his salary all cleared up, mm. South's apparently in the hunt for Jai Arrow. Yeah, and Jai Arrow's in a bit of demand, which I, I'm not really sure why, because there's so many good, like, forwards out there. And he's a good forward, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's one of those forwards that, like, 
is absolutely outstanding. Like if it was David Fafita or something, I'd say, oh yeah, that makes sense. He's, he's one of those rock solid, ultra consistent sort of players. He's not an X Factor player. He's like yeah. your Dale Finnegan, Josh Jackson, you know, those sort of guys. They're yeah. rock solid. You'll get the same performance from him every week and it'll be a bloody good performance. Yeah. Uh, he's not the sort of player that you're going to get a 10 out of 10 performance out of or a game breaker effort. He's just rock solid reliable. And look, he'll play plenty of rep 42 because that's a bloody, that's a huge asset for any rep team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not an X Factor player. And yeah, it looks like you might be commanding X Factor wages. And you also got to remember too, he is a Queenslander and Queensland uh, in the forwards a week. Yes. Is he also the guy who's got the uh, partner who's a, a model or an actress or something like that? Ooh, I think you're right. Hey, I think it was that part of the deal where she wanted to come to Sydney to improve her, uh, her, her career or something. It might be. Is she, is she one of those, um, social media influencers? Probably. Aren't we all? <laughs> we are. We are. Hang on. Uh, Taylor Cannon, a Miss World Australia contestant. There you okay. go. So, hang on. So, Miss World... Hang on. So, you got Miss Universe, and then Miss World, I guess, is the alternative one to that. But she's only Miss... Did you say Miss Australia? Miss World um, Australia, since so, Miss World Australia. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference between world and universe. Okay. Yeah. As far as I've, humans are concerned, because we live on so many different planets. Yeah. Well, you know. Do you, how about this? We live in a solar system where most of the planets are inhabited by robots. Think about that. Fair enough. Mm. What sort of, are we talking like blenders or? No, I'm talking, you think about it. How many there have been put on Mars? And we've put one on uh, Venus. Uh, where else have we put them? Yeah, but they're, they're pretty lazy bloody robots. Oh, yeah, they don't do much. Yeah. Like the the best one that we've got drills holes, <laughs> which is pretty, you know. I couldn't drill a hole in a, in a slab of, you know. Mars? Mars, yeah. Likewise, fair point. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, we've got a few big player movements um, pieces here. First one is, and we'll go through the whole saga here. Israel Folau, he's come, he's reached a settlement with the Rugby Australia. Um, eight million bucks. Eight million was it? There you go. Mm-hmm. And now apparently he's training two or three times a day to try and give himself a NRL gig. Well, it's in God's hands now. Let's see how it goes. Mm. Would you have him at Penrith? No. And I'll t- uh, you know what? I'll tell you why, right? In terms of there are players at Penrith that have done worse things, okay? I always mm-hmm. find that if you physically attack someone, that's way worse than saying rotten shit to them, okay? Yeah. So that's the first thing. Uh, I just wouldn't have him because of the distraction factor because he is going to say some more stuff. Because he's made like fucking seven million bucks on doing that this year, so it's good business for him if he says something. And I just, I, I don't need the distraction, so that's why I wouldn't have him. 
I think for me, the the other problem that um, he'd have at Penrith is there's two pretty good wingers there already and two good options at fullback. You got nowhere to yeah. put him. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I mean, Penrith, you know, they we're pretty good with bringing through like outside backs and things like that through the junior system. We always have been. So it's more forwards that we need. And, uh, I mean, there was talk that Israel Folau was lining up the Broncos and Broncos coming out and said they're not interested, they're not talking to him. So, and I just think that he'd just be a distraction. I don't want that distraction around. I reckon Anthony Seabold wouldn't mind the the distraction around, though. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, it'd take attention off him and his terrible (laughs) efforts in coaching. But still... Uh... Yeah, I think he's going to struggle to find an NRL home. Yeah, I feel like he's going to end up playing French Rugby Union. Or Japanese Sevens or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, playing against a bunch of businessmen in Japan. You know, still still the Broncos. Apparently Darius Boyd is going to get moved to the centres. Um, I I think he should be on the wing. I think he's he's going to be wasted at centre. Yeah, I think I if agree. you need to have him in the 17, you need to have him on the wing. He's got experience. There's not many players in the Bronco side that do. Um, he can still play kind of like a fullback there. He's he's still been a good ball runner. Just leave him with that. Yeah, I, I just I agree with you. Chuck him in the wing. He's he played for Australia on the wing. Um, I think he'd be I, he wouldn't be a problem for them on the wing, but um, I think he, he could still be a defensive problem for them at centre. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Where is that yeah. at wing? He's got the sideline on one side to help him defend, so um, that would make life a bit easy for him there. Poor Darius. He's like the ugly person in a family photo where they stand in the middle and you go, just can you just like go to the side a bit? No, nah, further, further. No, no. And I feel like Darius is going to be like standing at the turnstiles at Suncorp Stadium and they're going to go, yeah, Darius, just back a bit further, mate. Yeah. Another five steps. Yeah, just yeah, you're almost there, almost. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's on the train line at Milton Station. There's a bloody train coming. Yeah. Stay there. I've just got to get some more film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about them dudes from Mount Druitt walking over menacingly. There's nothing to do with you, Darius. They're fans of yours. Just yeah. get an autograph. That's not Tyrone's they've got. Don't worry. That is not <laughs> Georgie Parker. What are you falling over for? <laughs> oh, not you too. Oh, that's a shame. Damn it. Darius. Poor Darius. What happened? Um, oh, I've got some good news for the Tigers. Oh, what is it? They've been saved from their own stupidity. Oh, what by? Um, Matt Moylan has decided he doesn't want to leave the Shire. And so oh. he's turned up his nose at the, the offer that the Tigers moronically put to him well that's the best that's the best recruitment news out of the tigers for a long while now eh? it certainly is they were too <laughs> they were too bad to recruit one of the worst most overpaid players in the nrl right now they couldn't even lure him across um, yeah so well done potato on a half win that's fantastic it's uh it's onwards and upwards here for the tigers yeah well um he joins a long list of players who have not signed with the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
man, it's an it's an epic list. It really is, yeah. Daryl Wittini's a Lesniak. Yeah. Oh, mate, you name it. We all actually, true story, we almost had Craig Bellamy as a coach many, many years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he chose Melbourne instead. We couldn't even get, get him a gig. How about, uh, I think the best one was um, Tim Manor. I think that was fantastic where it was oh, like, man. oh, yeah, he's going to play for two more years. And it's like, no, he's going to play from Wentworthville and just retire. Mate, we had him signed, sealed, and delivered, mm. except for the signing, sealing, and delivered parts. The delivering part, yeah. But all the rest, we had that done. Yeah. Well done, Potato. He's all over that. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there'll be somebody that is signed soon enough that'll be a, a big headline player that's not a hooker, obviously, and uh, you know, probably another five eighth, a broken one. Yeah, yeah, like an old old fight, like uh, Kieran Terry Ford. Lamb. No, no, Kieran <laughs> Ford. Kieran Ford next year. <laughs> yeah, just we could spend all of our war chest on him. Yeah. Well, the war chest, they, I love it when a team clears the decks and they bring in no one. <laughs> the, the Tigers are, I think they're saving up for a fair bit of a buying spree at the end of next year when the rest of their Dad Ivan Cleary signings are cleared out. Mm. And they will have, if they don't buy anyone this year of, of note and they save that cash up next year, they could have, they could, they'll go close to having $2 million available in the kitty, if not more. You could get Kalen Ponga. Would you like Kalen Ponga? No. Okay. Um, Who would you like? Is there someone that you've got your eye on? Um, yeah, I don't know. See, I wouldn't think about spending all of the money on my big-name player. I'd like to spend it across several decent players. Okay. So I'd like to see... There's a few young guys at the Sharks I'd love to see at the Tigers. Braden Hamlin-Ueli, uh, big prop. He's immense. Uh, William Kennedy, young winger who looks like he's got a, a big future, uh, in my opinion, at fullback. I'd like to see him come across as well. Um, yeah, throw, throw an offer out there to Cade Cust. See, the, I, and I, I said this about the Tigers earlier this year. I'd like to see them have some, like, really athletic backs. They just seem to get guys that are either... They, they either like second rowers or undersized second rowers to play in their back line. <laughs> yeah. It, it has been a, a long-running... It, it's either an issue or a tradition. I don't know which one. Yeah, it's like if you... If you put all of their outside backs in like a big DNA washing machine, it would spit out Matt Utai. <laughs> it would, or Willie Iser. Yeah. Um, Willie Iser is capable of playing centre, second row, lock, and 5'8". That's pretty much the West Tigers' perfect model right there. Exactly. He's like the ultimate West Tigers player. Yeah. I don't know why. He's never played for the club. <laughs> bring him in he'd be perfect yeah um speaking of players coming back into the nrl trent merrin is coming back to the dragons he's essentially replacing jack DeBellin, who paul mcgregor earlier this year suggested was the reason why the dragons went from being a finalist to being dog shit yeah no i mean it's good for trent to have left leads because I've been some really shit places, and Leeds was right there. 
Leeds was right there. There was nothing to do in Leeds. So it'll be I nice. You, I thought you were going to say you've been to a, you've been to a few shit places and they were all in Leeds. <laughs> and they were all in Leeds. No, seriously, I remember one day I sat down and was like, right, what'll I have a look at in Leeds? And there was nothing. There was nothing at all to see in Leeds. Don't they have an armory or something in there? I I never saw it. I went to something like that there, and they've got chapels. I mean, it's not like chapels. They're the only place in England that has a chapel. (laughs) Maybe maybe Israel Folau should play for Leeds next year. I reckon they'd jump at him. Now, we want to we want to finish with a uh, another big story here Mm -hmm. in the world of NRL boxing. Oh yeah, the uh, I love celebrity boxing. Darcy Lusk has cleaned Justin Hodges' clock in a pretend boxing bout that lasted 39 seconds. Is that all it lasted, 39 seconds? I thought it was longer than that. See, Hodges come in. He was confident. He beat this 74-year-old maths teacher in his last fight. He was pretty confident he was going to get up here. He didn't realize that the bloke he was up against was actually fit and knew kind of how to throw a punch. And Hodges got completely surprised by that and got he got bent over. Man, he got clocked hard. He was on the canvas. He was gone. And I reckon he sat there and he'd come to and he's gone. Right, well that's my boxing career over. I bet we never see him again. Hopefully. I am shocked that it was thirty eight seconds because I only saw the knockout and when I saw it I thought, man, Justin Hodges looks tired. <laughs> <laughs> So 30, I mean, that's got to be as poor as... I, I've always said that Carl Webb's fight was the worst fight that a footy player had. Um, man, I think Justin Hodges beats that, eh? Both of Justin Hodges' fights have been the worst things I've ever seen in boxing. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to see any more of him in the ring. He's dire. Yeah, I don't understand why he decided boxing. Like, maybe he's just a huge boxing fan or something, and he, he really wants to be good at it. But I guess you can't always be good at what you love. Um, yeah, that's true. So, you know, look at all the journalists, for instance. But, yeah, yeah I, I, he he just needs to stop doing it and stick to commentary. <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> no he's yeah, not a new hobby. Take He's up golf, Justin. Good at commentary. <laughs> Take up lawn bowls, Justin. He makes me look competent as a commentator. He makes me look competent as a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's got to suck, though. Like, I mean, he might might have thought that he could get a bit of money out of you know the celebrity boxing scene here, and turns out he can't. Um. Yeah. Man, 38 seconds. Yeah, well done. Um, actually, okay, okay, here's a question for you, right? Yeah. Darcy Lusk, right? If somebody said to you, I'll give you, I'll give you 50 grand if you can last 39 seconds in a ring without getting knocked out by Darcy Lusk. You reckon you could do it? Me? Yeah. Um... Most likely not, but I'll say yes. I feel I feel like I'd have the lateral movement on him. Well, I just keep you, moving. Well, I mean, you are six foot five. It's going to be hard to have that much lateral movement over him. He's he's a bit shorter than you. That's true. I'd lean on him. I'd just keep leaning on him. Just put one hand on his chest. Yeah, 
and just lean back and let him swing like crazy and just keep missing. He probably wouldn't even be in my, because I'd be a super heavyweight, obviously, because yeah. I'm fucking jacked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe he wouldn't even be in my weight division. Most likely not. Yeah. Um, I'd be trying to run away from him. Yeah. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> Direct, I reckon I could. I reckon I'd I could wear glasses just to make it even better. Yeah. But I reckon I could get 10 seconds in there just starting to cry. <laughs> Being like, like, I think it was Oliver McCall years ago. He was in a fight and he started crying. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he stopped He stopped trying as well. He just like, he just kept coughing hits. He didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, who was he fighting in that fight? Um, was, it, was it Lennox Lewis? It might have been. Yeah, I think you're right. Because from memory... He he fought Lennox Lewis and beat him the first time, and then uh, the that was the rematch, and yeah, kind of weird. It was very weird. Mm. But uh, yeah, I reckon you could get ten seconds just out of starting to cry and him sort of standing back and going, "What's going on here?" So that only leaves like twenty nine seconds that you'd have to survive. I mean, another alternative, I'd try and tell him jokes. What Hey, Darcy, what do you call a prostitute with a runny nose? He'd say, what? And I'd say, full. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll put him off guard for a little while. Yeah. I'd say, what's 105 kilos and bounces off the canvas? Justin Hodges. He <laughs> 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 really bounced. He just sort of <laughs> fell over and went to sleep. Yeah, he's, uh, it was one of those, nap. yeah, he just went straight down. It was like when you, you know, when you're on those chairs, those gas chairs, and you pull the lever, and it just sort of sits down on the ground. It was like yeah. that. That's right. He, he just, he just laid down um, like an old man in his favorite little chair, and he just had a little nap. Oh, and man, then woke up with a hell of a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. Hopefully, the next thing he does... What would Justin Hodges be good at? Imagine if he ended up being the third judge on that show on Channel 9 where they go and they bag the shit out of the interior decorators. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Where he's yeah, like, there's that Shana Hayes, I think is her name. Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. And he's, she's like, oh, I really like what they've done with the blinds. And Justin Hodges is like, yeah, I really like the tiles. <laughs> <laughs> So I could just I just go says, "Can I use your toilet?" <laughs> no, he's he, it, that's his thing. He uses the toilet, and then he yeah. gives a, like a rating on how the toilet works. Yeah, everybody else is judging like an entire decor in a kitchen and a living room, stuff like that. And he's just going, "The yeah, toilet works. I'll give him yeah. ten. <laughs> that's all he says. Toilet works ten. <laughs> that, that's his important part of the important contribution to the show. Yeah, I like the imagine... show. I'd watch. <laughs> of course, you get to the last bit, and it's like there's one point in it. It comes down to Justin Hodges' vote on whether the toilets work. <laughs> they both get a ten. Oh, Justin, you need to tell us which one's more comfortable now. Oh, I better go sit on them again. Oh, they're both still tens. Thanks, Justin. One day there's a scheduling conflict, and so they have a special guest judge, and it's Nate Miles. <laughs> 
Perfect, yes. He's judging the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> He's judging That's, the stairwell. You see, they go, boy, I love that shag pile rug you've got up there on the top floor. <laughs> Just soaked right in there. <laughs> it gets right in there. Jeez. Clean me up good. Yeah. He comes in wiping his ass on the ground like a dog. <laughs> yeah. He uses his front hands to drag himself along. Yeah. Leaving a big snail trail of shit all over the floor. I would watch that show as well. Well, this went downhill fast. Maybe. Well, you know what we need? We need the block NRL. It would be fantastic. Who who would replace Scott Cam? Um, and even know an overpaid tradie, Matt Moylan. Is he? Is Matt Moylan a tradie? No, but he's overpaid. Okay. And he'd be a good. He'd be. He's got that star quality about him. Yeah, and he's young enough too. He's young, oh, mate, very young. Young, very young, young Matty Moylan. Um, He'll always be young like Grant Denyer. Yeah. Yeah, how old's Grant Denyer, do you reckon? If you had oh. to, I, I reckon, I'm going to say 42. I was going to say 68. Holy shit. <laughs> i another one who's like that is Larry Emder, hey. Oh, Larry, all he did was have to shave his head and he's still looking good. Yeah, okay, let's look. Grant, uh, he was born in 1977, Grand Daniel. He's Daniel. 42. He's 42, I nailed it. You nailed it. Ah, sweet. Well, what about Larry? That's a good one. What do you reckon? I'm going to say he is, I'm going to say he's 54. I was going to say 54. I'll say he's 58. Okay. I know that's too high. He is 55. Oh, close. Good old Laz. Yeah. How how old's Bert Newton? Oh, I'm gonna say seventy-seven. What have we done to this podcast? I know this used to be a rugby league podcast. Yeah, Bert Newton's eighty-one. Holy shit! Yeah, he's getting on. Yeah, he uh he looks good for ninety. He does. <laughs> right, well. That's gone well. Have we got any emails? Uh, no. No, I checked earlier. <laughs> oh, you checked? Oh, mate, you... Yeah, I checked before the podcast, hey? All right. Well, I'll just have a look here and see if we've got any um, any uh, reviews have come in. And the answer is no. Oh, okay. So have you done all your Christmas shopping? Christmas shopping? What's that? Oh, is it Christmas? Yeah, Christmas is coming up. Oh, fuck. Um, no. No. I, pl- I, I planned to do my Christmas shopping today, but I woke up with a sore neck. That's all it took. <laughs> um, I'll probably do my Christmas shopping in about a fortnight from now. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I like typically that. how I do things. Yeah. I once spent an hour and a half in Penrith Plaza's um, car park. Not parked, just trying to get to a car park. And it was, I think, the 23rd um, of December. And I, I vowed never to do that again. So now I just go elsewhere on the 23rd of December. <laughs> you go to a different shopping centre and sit in their car park. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I like to get around. I don't know why shops haven't gotten onto this and thought, what we should do is just put a whole heap of, like, a table with a few things on there and just put it out in the car park and just sell it to people as they drive past. Yeah, and, like, put it up at a really high price. Like, say 
somebody said there's uh you can drive past your local shopping center and it's like a drive through thing and you're going to pay 20% more but you're going to get it and be able to drive away i'd do that in a second on the 23rd absolutely you can just drive past grab what you want and keep going yeah yeah but i'm terrible at getting presents hey i'm no good at it yeah i'm i'm hopeless I, I have to ask people what they want. I, I do that, and then I forget what they said, and I usually just go to Bunnings and like buy them a packet of nails or something. <laughs> it might be useful. Who knows? It's like, didn't you want a hose with the trigger nozzle? Yeah. Do you know how yeah. much these things cost? Yeah, I bought one the other way. Going, okay. <laughs> but still, it would be good to have two, wouldn't it? It's fantastic. Or yeah. you get one of those little connector things and make it twice as long. Yeah, what are those ho- hose link? That's it. You get a hose link, yeah. There's a bit of product placement. Yeah. Jump on board uh, and sponsor us, hose link. That'd be handy, hey. Bloody Bring the, bringing the hose together. I feel we should probably end it on that magnificent note. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not? Right. We, we, we've um, talked about hose. Yep. Hose link hoses. Yep. Um, I liked your joke. That was good. That was a good joke? Yeah, I really liked that one. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody, if you want to uh, get out there and support us, you can follow us on Twitter at FergoFreakPod. Uh, drop us a, an email at podcast at leaguefreak, is it? Yeah, podcast at leaguefreak.com. That's the one. I've never sent an email there, so I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Subscribe, download all the episodes, go onto YouTube or over there. You can like every video and subscribe to us over there. That'd be awesome. And um, yeah, feel free to keep commenting. We, we've got a good, a lot of great um, comments and responses from the history episode. So don't worry, there's more of those coming up. Yeah, we've got some lined up and we've got a special treat too, which we're not going to tell you about. Yes, which we need to sort out shortly mm-hmm. before I go Christmas shopping. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you all next time.